Welcome to The Business Strategist, the show that gives business owners and entrepreneurs game-changing business strategies that can be used in scaling and transforming a business. Sharing deep-dive conversations with industry experts, thought leaders and clients, facing real challenges and uphill struggles. Brought to you by business strategist, former elite athlete, international speaker and best-selling author, Adam Strong. What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bringing incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a business strategist, best-selling author, entrepreneur, international speaker, also a podcast host, and a former elite athlete. Please welcome Adam Strong. Adam, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to uh, chime into your audience and uh, looking forward to having some fun. Me too. So first of all, I always like to like have my guests that are from other places in the world. Please tell the audience where you're joining us from. Yeah, so I'm well. I'm British. So I've got a British accent, but I'm actually living in Cyprus, which is in between Greece and Turkey in the Mediterranean. Very cool. Well, thank you for being here for for us today. Um, your background is very unique. I did not often I talk to many elite athletes. I've talked to a few, you know, some former pro- professional athletes, elite athletes. So you've you've actually trained with Olympic and world champion coach, a coach, right? I want to hear a little bit about that journey of being an elite athlete and how that helped you in transforming yourself into a business strategist. Because I feel like there's a lot of key elements there as an athlete that help you succeed in business. Absolutely. Um, well, it started off when I was younger. Yeah. So I started off, uh, I, I went through what I call a midlife crisis at the age of 11. Sounds wow. completely delusional, right? But it happened to me. So my background is, is that I, um, I, I, I actually grew up uh, living off the state. So I didn't have a particular lot of my family didn't have a lot of a lot of money, and I had a lot of stress and anxiety when I was younger. So I had I, my my mum suffered from long term depression, hmm. and so at the age of ten, I actually had alopecia. So I'd lost my hair through stress and worry and anxiety. All right, I, I remember the first time that this happened to me was. The first time it happened to me, when I woke up one morning, my hair came out in handfuls oh, and it wow. was all gone. That's terrible. It's crazy. It, like, it had a massive impact on my confidence, as yeah. you can imagine, being 10 years old, right? For sure. Um, and so that was kind of like the first catalyst for moving what we began to in terms of conversation. So at the age of 11, when I was a young boy, by the way, I was very introverted. I was kind of shy. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't that confident because I'd gone through those. I'd, I'd, I'd had a lot of worries. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'd gone through the foster care and things like that. So, you know, so it was, a, it, was a, it was, and obviously when you're, you're in your 10, 11 years old, you're starting to go through puberty and things like that. So uh, lots of things happening, life lessons. But at the age of 11, I got into distance running. Okay. Hmm. It's an interesting story because 
my my uh it was my through the encouragement of my father that i got into distance running uh, but when i was younger i didn't have mentors i didn't have the support structures in place right around yeah. family or people that you look up to do you know what i mean diana so mm-hmm. it, you know i didn't i didn't have that and so i turned up at the running track one day and i uh i remember it was a clubhouse and at the clubhouse they had this <laughs> there was this counter and the counter looked about 12 feet because I wasn't the tallest boy in the world. Um, and this, and this counter just looked, it looked like a towering inferno. And this lady peeped over uh, the counter and she's like, Hey, Hey, can I, how, how can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to, I'm interested in joining your athletics club. And she's like, okay, interesting. She's like, what, what discipline are you interested in? I was like, well, I've been told distance running is pretty cool. She's like, okay, that's cool. I said, she says, have you got any experience? I went, no. Um, I said, but there's a snag. I said, what's the snag? And uh, I said to her, I'm an asthma sufferer. So I, I suffer from asthma. So I was like, really? literally, yeah, really bad asthma, right? And what was interesting about this is she she, she turned around and she says, she, she kind of like, she was one of those things. She's like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm going to introduce you to one of the coaches. I'm like, okay, no worries. All good. <laughs> yeah. So there's me kind of walking down with this lady who's just talking to me. And as I'm walking down towards the running track, I'm seeing all of these different athletes, sprinters, yeah. field athletes, distance runners. And already in my mind, I'm already thinking to myself, this was a bad, bad move, right? I'm already making yeah. judgment. I'm already right. thinking there's no way I'm going to be as good as these guys. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm thinking. This is 11 years old, right? Um, and then uh, and then she introduced me to my coach, um, and his name was Alex McGee. And, then, hey. and Alex was, uh, back in the day, he, he was, he turned, he basically turned average Joe blogs, which is me, into champions, okay? And within the first three months, I'll be honest with you, first three to four months was tough, like, because my lungs hadn't adapted. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I couldn't, I could barely run a hundred meters. Wow. Right. That was the problem. And that, so I couldn't get my, I, I didn't have the capacity. My body was finding it very hard to adapt, but Interestingly enough, about three more months later, I'd met another uh, similar boy who'd come from Somalia. And um, he he was uh, he come from Somalia because Somalia at the time was uh, a place of war. And, you know, he wanted to get away from the war and stuff. Yeah. And so his parents sent him away to go live with his aunt in the UK. All okay. right. And so this guy, uh, his name was Mo. That's and and Mo and his name's Mo Farah for those guys that don't know who he is. But Mo Farah is when I met him at the age of eleven. He had similar background, so he barely speak any English. Hmm. Was always bullied at school, low in confidence. It was kind of like my brother in in a way because yeah. it was we had similar skill sets. Yeah, and what we did, this was interesting. What we did is we effectively used our I wouldn't call them weaknesses, but our life experiences in being bullied and having no confidence. And we use that as a competitive weapon and used it with each other so that we can become better people. So we can increase our confidence so we can increase our self-discipline and be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. 
This was all at the age of 11. And so wow. within uh, within eight, within six months, my asthma had completely disappeared. And within 18 months, 18, 24 months, me and Mo were, were running at national and international level wow. for the country. Holy cow. Right? So at, at the age of 11, I put in the hard work. So all the kids sure. that are playing video games, right? Yeah. In the evening time after school, they play video games. And I love video games back in the age of 11, right? But I was so disciplined. I was so disciplined. I decided to put the hard work in. And I'm glad I did because that was kind of the main, I suppose, stepping stone that helped me to move into things like entrepreneurship. Yeah. So that that discipline and that focus with Mo, um, I'm, I'm assuming helped boost your confidence quite a bit. Absolutely. Not just confidence, but we're talking like, you know, some of the things that entrepreneurs desire, where we talk about skill set, right? We're not just talking about mindset, we're talking about um, entrepreneurial skills that effectively set you up for success, whatever success looks like to you, right? So I managed to, I suppose, I wouldn't say master them. I was always a student. I'm always, I'm still a student. But I managed to master and get a competitive edge on the importance of resilience, on focus, on self-discipline, right? All of those things that we talk about on podcasting, with interviews, with guests and stuff. We talk about all this all the time. Right. Um, The only difference between uh, people talking about it, I I experienced it at a much, much younger age. Yeah. So there you go. I experienced a lot at a young age. Just, I mean, how traumatic have your hair fall out. You had your father and mother, but you were still in the foster care system. Right. Exactly. That's, that's heavy. So, wow. Um, so now, now after the, your athletic days, did you jump right into entrepreneurship or what was that journey like for you? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, believe it or not. You know, I said to you uh, at the beginning, I went through a midlife crisis, right? Mm-hmm. So right at that same age, aged 11, I started up my first company. Get out. Wow. I love it. Okay. As you do, right? So let me quickly tell you the backstory. So where we live, we live not far from a nature reserve. The nature reserve was right next to a golf course. It was an 18-hole golf course, right? And so because, as I said to you, I wasn't uh, (laughs) – I was a a kind of an uncomfortable uh, young lad, didn't really have a lot of friends. Just one weekend I was out just taking a walk as you do. Mm-hmm. And I started, and I don't know if it, if it was a message from the universe or I, I don't know, but whatever. I started seeing all these golf balls appear in the river and the streams as I was walking along. And I'm hmm. like, is that a sign from God or yeah. whatever? Um, <laughs> and so next day I decided to go back with a bucket and I started collecting all these golf balls. Right. So, yeah. um, the, some of the, the water levels would come up to beyond my knees and up to my waist. Sometimes I didn't have, you know, right equipment or resources. I just sure. decided to collect these golf balls, you know, just for fun. And then I decided as I was walking and foraging through the bushes, I started walking along the edge of the fairway of the golf course. Yeah. And this, this particular golf club at the time 
it was full of retirees. The average age was like 74. They must have had a handicap of plus 20, <laughs> right? So yeah. they're recreational golfers, right? But hey, in the world of sport, no one likes to lose, especially yeah. if you're budding up, right? So I remember the first time this has happened to me, Don. What I'm doing is I'm walking along, along the edge uh, fairway and I have two elderly gentlemen running over, right? Literally running over. Uh, kind of like waving their arms at me frantically saying, hey, hey, hey. I'm like, what, what the hell's going on type of thing? And then they right, come over right. and I'm like, they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I find lost golf balls. That's what I do. Yeah. And he was like, hmm, that's interesting. Well, are you prepared to sell your golf balls? I'm like, never really I thought about it. it, but sure. Right. Yeah. And then they started Right. And then, and then this is, this is how I started learning some new skills. As I start to, as I start through my first negotiation, I started after, after my first encounter, I started doing some research about golf balls. I, I'm not a golfer. Right. Okay. And I learned about brand or the importance of brand. I learned about the fact that the customer likes quality. They yeah. like the fact that conditions important. Right. And guess what? If you're a golfer, you know that golf balls are freaking expensive. Yes. Right? You can talk yes. about 15, 20 bucks for a ball, right? I mean, yep. we're talking big bucks, right? Um, and so what I started doing is I started to practice my sales and negotiation tricks. Okay. All right. So they'll they'll put in an offer and I'll be like, really? I mean, this ball, it's it's a slazenger. I know it's worth 15 bucks. I mean, seriously, you're offering me like three bucks. I mean, no. And so I'd be prepared to walk away and they'd be like, bah, 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 bah. right. It's like kind of yeah. taking a, a toy from a child. Yeah. Right. No one likes that experience. Okay. Right. And then they'll come back to the, and they'll come back to the negotiating table and then we'll come back to, then we'll, then we'll find a middle ground where we're both happy. The first time that this happened to me, right. I kid you not. I goes back home. And I've got loads of coins in my pockets, wow. right? My mom yeah. starts to interrogate me and she's like, what the hell did you do? Yeah. Did you do like, you know what a parent's like? It's like, right. did you do yeah. something bad? Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you rob a bank? And I told her the story and she's like super proud of me. And just kind of from that way, day forward, I, I contributed towards groceries, milk and bread and things like that. Cause that's what we, we, sure. we needed. So that was kind yeah. of the backstory of uh, my first taste of entrepreneurship. Wow. Now you own three different businesses. I do. Right now I do. <laughs> yeah. What kind of businesses do you do you have? Well, my first business, uh, which uh, is, as you mentioned at the beginning, I'm a, an award-winning business strategist. So one of the things that uh, just from my 30 years of experience in running my own businesses and scaling up, and sure. also through the life lessons of athletics as well. Um, I love working with your attorney or your advisor or okay. your, um, you know, your, your accountant, your CPA type of thing. And what I, one of my big visions, should we say, over the next three years is to work with a thousand different types of advisory wow. board uh, type of businesses and help them to scale to seven figures. So that's kind of the big vision, should we say? That's um, awesome. For so a lot yeah. of entrepreneurs, so, a lot of entrepreneurs or corporations. It's mainly kind of uh, entrepreneurial leaders that are okay. running kind of like your professional services firm. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. 
So, um, so we run a, we run a, a mastermind for that. So that's kind of, I love doing that. Like just working with group people, it just fills my boat. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I suppose, uh, one side of my business that I do. The other side of my business, I, I do some property as co- of course and real estate okay. here in the Mediterranean. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's a great opportunity. Who doesn't want 320 days of all year round sun? I mean, it's stupid. Exactly. Not to yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. So, uh, I hate the cold. <laughs> you take, there you go. There you go. Yeah. See, I've already got one buyer. Um, and then the, uh, the third business that I actually work with is I work in the world of blockchain and AI technology. Oh, so, okay. uh, so that's a, so that's a really fantastic project that I'm working with, with a company in London, and we're just educating people around sure. how to create passive and semi-passive income streams because, you know, I mean, who doesn't want more income streams at right. the end of the day, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so those are my, I suppose, my three mini projects that I'm working on right now. And I love it. Amazing. Are you still an athlete? Do you know what? Uh, I don't do running to the levels that I was doing. I sure. actually, do you know what? It's interesting. I, um, this year, uh, I, I actually, I, I set myself physical challenges, Diana. I, I, I'd like to do that. The reason for that, I suppose it's in a way, in, in, a, in an ego way, right? Yeah. Basically, every year I set a challenge. And the challenge is, is that I need to prove to myself that I've still got it, right? Yeah. That's That's my ego within myself, right? But actually, it's good for my mental health. It's good for my energy levels and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So this year I did adventure racing. Okay. I'm not sure if you know what adventure racing is. I think um, I have an idea, but you want but to sen- explain it to us? You have an idea? Well, you explain it. Yeah, to it's, it's a bit like a triathlon. It's, okay. it's a bit like a triathlon, but it's a bit more extreme. So it's essentially four activities. So it is a combination of uh, trail running, so off-road okay. running, uh, mountain biking, and kayaking oh, wow. as well as or orienteering so you have a map and you have yeah. a compass and you get to the certain checkpoints within the three disciplines very cool so uh so it's very cool we, we have a we have a what do you call it we have a set time so sure. this year i decided to do the elite category and it took me around six hours holy cow so you know it's it's not for the faint hearted i can tell you that so um but uh, the other thing I actually started that I started taking up is CrossFit. Uh, okay. So I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Seriously, crazy like CrossFit. I remember the first few sessions. I, I walked around like I shit my pants. I seriously, <laughs> I kid you not, it was so sore. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know, yes. type of thing. So you know, it's kind of cool though. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing now. Amazing. I love that. And I feel like for people like us that are kind of type A, that there always is a level of physical activity in what we do that helps us, helps give us an edge in the businesses that we, that we have and how to grow them. Absolutely. And I think that's like a Absolutely. real key thing for a lot of people are in business. I want to highlight one thing you say in your bio, you're a champion for supporting women and becoming the best man for supporting women in business in 2016. Could you, and you were featured in, on the front cover of influential people magazine steer magazine and global global man magazine bbc radio etc cetera, etc cetera. can you tell us a little bit about that sure absolutely um well there's a, there's a couple of spins to that so i'll tell you about the the empowering women part so okay. back in when was it must have been around 2014 2015 
I um, I was actually in the world of high performance coaching. So okay. what does that mean in context? So one of the things that I um, uh, one of the things that our company did at the time was in the corporate well being space. Okay. All right. So we was offering high performance coaching for organizations um, mainly. That's what we okay. were doing. Yeah. And there was a well-being element to this. All right. Okay. Um, and what I one of the innovative ideas I came up with one one time one year was I needed to get in front of the key decision makers. Now I didn't have any contacts. I didn't I was too early on LinkedIn. So I didn't have the relationships. I didn't come from corporate. Yeah. So I didn't have the key necessity partnerships in place to be able to, you know, use that as a stepping stone to get into companies right sure so one of my ideas and this is again great for your listeners especially if you're trying to reinvent yourself is to spend some time trying to think to yourself how can i be more innovative in my company yeah and so one of the things that i decided to do was i thought to myself who has access to key decision makers within the company yeah right? who, who are the decision makers normally they're senior management their CEOs, you know, they're the persons that that writes the checks out effectively, yeah. right? Who are the main? Who are the main gatekeepers? It, they are the executive and personal assistants, right? Sure. That's what they yeah. are, right? They yeah. they're the ones that are, are basically in charge of the diary. So, I decided to create an association, and the association was called this: the uh sorry hang on a second the extraordinary uh hang on a minute hang on a minute let me just double check what the uh what i'm saying is the association of extraordinary pas is what i call it oh wow i like that and then i had yeah you like that right and and the banner was literally was like wonder woman and and the woman there was a woman on the on, on the on the on the banner and she had a cape around herself right so yeah. you can envisage that and so what i found through research market research was is that personal assistants and executive assistants, they don't get paid enough. They don't get recognized enough. Yeah. And, you know, they, they, they're kind of like, they're not valued enough in their organizations. So I felt like I needed to create an association which will help them with their personal growth sure. and their personal development, but to champion them. Yeah. So I created this association and, and every month what we did is we ran free events. I got sponsorship. Wow. It was Literally, I, I I managed to get sponsorship from hotels. I mean, we spent. Uh, I didn't spend a single penny, a single wow. dime, on advertising or anything, right? Yeah. And so, just through the relationship building, because relationships is a long term game, right? Yep, okay. Sure is. And through trust, okay, we started to get introductions to organizations, and wow. it was through that innovative way. All right. Awesome. So that was that was the, and then obviously I got I got an award for that. I think it was just down to my, I don't know, smart innovation. I don't know, whatever. But that was um, that was the first part of that. Okay. And over the last, I'd probably say over the last six years or so, yeah, I've very much focused, and I think this is something that everyone should focus on, is building personal brand, you know? And so yes. as you rightly pointed out at the very beginning, you know, I am a best-selling author. I've got three best-selling books out, Um as you mentioned, I am a podcast host, and it's just through building and giving content out yeah. freely and openly, yeah. but also understanding 
this is important because if you understand your key clients, your audience, like they are your best friend, they you know their core values, you know what's important to them, you know their pain points, and you start creating content, then you start to then you start to put then you start to put yourself on people's radars. All right. Exactly. So you know what I mean? So with the magazines and some of the media that you'd mentioned, actually, we it was a, a PR agency that we worked with, did a great job in just kind of getting the message out there a little bit. Um, I managed to get uh, featured in Forbes magazine as well. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was a great time purely because they saw a great message. And this was yeah. based around, you know, sort of the last sort of two, three years um during kind of the pandemic and things like that just because we created such an empowering uh summit that we created um and that was just purely free for people just to kind of get them back into a stage of momentum and flow um and and we just got so much great free press off the back of that which was amazing so that was that's basically how it's come about that's amazing well thank you so much for i think where there's those women that don't have voices, you are able to be a very big voice for them. And uh, I love it when a man is champion empowering women. I think it, it means a lot. It actually goes, a, I think goes a little bit long, longer of a way than sometimes women empowering each other. You know what I mean? Um, as, um, uh, you know, as a podcast host, what is the name of your show and what can people expect when they tune in? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, well, the name of the show is called the Game Changers Experience. However, um, well, I haven't told you this, um, but I'm going for a massive rebrand at the moment. Oh, so, okay. so we're going to be, uh, and I'm happy to share with your listeners what it's going to be called. Um, so we're going to be rebranding the podcast called The Business Strategist because oh, okay. it says what it is on the tin. Yeah. And the uh, premise around the podcast really is to, again, it's kind of based around the premise of helping 100,000 um, six-figure entrepreneurs and experienced okay. business owners to get to that magic, you know, million-dollar, million-pound business sure. turnover. But I want people to feel like, um, I want people to feel like, you know, that they um, that they can do it, right? That yeah. they've got the knowledge, know-how, uh, that they have someone back in their corner yeah. in terms of like the really good quality content whether it be marketing whether it be branding whether it be personal growth scaling up or whatever it is but effectively that is the main vision around it so i'm excited about it in in all honesty i'm really excited about it and what that's gonna kind of like what the spin off the back of that is and i'm probably it's the same for you we both love creating content right you know we do it freely and openly and I used to think, and I don't know about you, but I used to think that content was a complete waste of time. Mm. Um, the world we live in this kind of, It is. It's, it's a complete different world now. And it's, yeah. um, and, and I just came to that realization. I think it was, uh, I think it was like a, um, about four years ago. I started putting some content out. I started getting some real results. And then I just thought to myself, well, maybe this content malarkey isn't so o- overrated o- o- as, as as it says in the, on the yeah. tin type of thing. And that's kind of how I got into podcasting actually. Um, and just, just now I, I, I was speaking with somebody else actually today and they asked me, they're like, so how many interviews have you done? And 
just over the last, sort of last three years, just in the last three years, I've done in excess of over a thousand episodes, uh, not just on podcasting, but just, you know, and it's just probably the same for you as well. Yeah. You know, being invited, invite, invited to speak yeah. on certain platforms and summits, but yeah. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that when you have a, a message that's important and you feel that it, and it's people are being drawn to you, that it's it's your responsibility to continue to put that information, put that content out there. Because um, we, I, I believe we all have an audience and it's important, it's important to share and share your message with, with people because it helps. I mean, your message is very powerful. You had a choice when you were younger. You could have went down a very bad path as a young kid that experienced that trauma, your hair falling out, being in the foster home, or you, but you decided to go another direction that really set you up for success. And those, those were labels that you could have owned for the rest of your life. Right. And so like, hence the label free where you decided not to let that, you know, steer you in the wrong direction. So I think it's a beautiful thing. Adam, where can people find you, connect with you, listen to your podcast and learn more about you? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I think the best platform to come and follow me on is on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing some more stuff on um, on YouTube as well. Uh, okay. I know that's uh, one of your favorite platforms yes. as well. Uh, and uh, or alternatively, you can check out my website, adamstrong.net. Perfect. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So go connect with him on LinkedIn. Go check out his website. And if you're interested in his books and go listening to his podcast, go to, go check out his website. I'm sure all the information will be there. Adam, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's probably the hardest question out of today's show, but I appreciate, appreciate you asking me. Okay. Uh, last words of wisdom. Um, I think for me, uh, my last words of wisdom would be is um, move forwards, always move forwards, because if you're not moving forwards, if you're not moving forwards, if you're, it, it, it's like this, and you may have heard this analogy before. If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. Okay. That means that that includes, by the way, standing still and staying plateau. You're dying. Okay. All right. So, what are you doing to shift the needle every day? What are you doing to move forwards every day? What What are the things that you're doing uh, to upskill yourself? What are the things that you're doing to add more value? What are the things that you're doing to um, to be, be a better version of yourself? So yeah. it's a really important question to ask yourself, okay? Because if you don't ask really important questions, then then we start to... St- we start to turn off our what I call brand awareness radar yeah. because the more aware that we are as people, the more that we know how to effectively, we know our strengths, but we also know how to make improvements to make that extra fine margin in terms of moving forward. It's like athletics. You know, you don't talk about the person that won the silver medal. You always talk about the person that won the, win the gold medal. So that's my point. So I hope that helps. I love that. Yeah. Always be moving forward. I believe that wholeheartedly. I like, I don't ever want to sit still because I feel like we're, we should always be just focused on becoming better and growing and, and moving forward in our lives. Adam, what an incredible man you are. Holy cow. Just like jack of all trades, like geez, Louise and the master of them all clearly. So thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you for being strong at a very young age and not allowing those traumatic things to hold you back. And now you are an incredible example of what um, perseverance and resili- resilience looks like. 
Appreciate that. Appreciate the conversations. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests. Thanks for listening to The Business Strategist with Adam Strong. Follow Adam on LinkedIn, YouTube, and adamstrong.net. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify.